This week on the Pushballers podcast, it's a third space education takeover. Welcome to the Pushful Lakes podcast. You'll notice this not Daniel Meek introducing this show. This is me, Tom Hall. Um, I'm not joined by Dan. Unfortunately, he's in Waitrose right now in a queue. Um, and we didn't want him on this show anyway, because it's going to be a first base education takeover. So I have Mr. Henry Howe, Mr. Carl Wilson, Mr. Lloyd Anthony, and unfortunately, Josh has managed to join us. Um, so <laughs> introduce yourselves, guys. I think we've we've heard from Josh a lot. Henry before, um, Lloyd, Carl, who are you? Say hello, if you really want to. <laughs> Carl, do you want to go first? Or? Yeah, I'm Carl, I'm uh, Carl Wilson, I'm the education coordinator for Soho Third Space, and uh, my first time on the podcast, so extremely excited. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's living a dream, so we, we did try to get Carl on before, but he got stuck on a train, or just cunningly didn't get a train back to Hertfordshire, is that correct? Yeah. I, I I was on the some kind of train that didn't take me to where I wanted to go, but yeah. Yeah. So we we did elevate your uh, your speaking voice and those pipes throughout the show. That how we missed them. So realise that Lloyd, what's going on? Yeah, I'm Lloyd. I guess I'm the newest addition to the education team, and uh, I'm the co- coordinator. Sorry for City. Yeah, that's me. Indeed. And I guess uh, hey Josh, hey Henry, what's going on? Yeah. I want to speak now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. Oh, that lovely introduction. <laughs> yeah, how's it going? All good. Henry's sporting, uh, he's the only one that's gone full hair chop. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not blessed with um, my hair sort of growing, just uh, like obeying gravity as it grows. Mine just grows out like a microphone, so I, I, I couldn't do what a lot of you have done. Um, and I'm blessed with a pretty decent hairline so i just went for it i mean it is incredible yeah how old are you at least 40 40 yeah <laughs> uphill paper round cool um so how have we all been kind of coping on this lockdown anybody can take the lead here don't really mind well i can because i'm the boss so oh there we go yeah i'm joking uh <laughs> mine's slightly two and a half minutes that took to come in josh <laughs> it's true though but my, yeah mine's slightly different because obviously i'm i'm not furloughed so i actually have work to do which is which is good as it goes because i get to actually do some stuff with monday so i i get to monday tuesday and wednesday i get to lecture and then thursday i get to do like an interview so actually it breaks up my day my week pretty well it actually feels like i'm still at work rather than not and as you can see I still put on a uniform for work. And then uh, after I've finished my working day, I change my top. And I do that on purpose because I'm weird. I can see the I can see the benefit of that. You feel like you're in work mode. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Do your wife think, think it's pretty weird though? Um, I, I think she just knows I'm pretty weird. So she just <laughs> let me, leaves me be. <laughs> Have any of you put on your first place uniform just to relive, relive those times? Oh, I did on a quiz the other night just oh, for a laugh. Just to get a few bets, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, guys. Yeah. What, but obviously, I've been through this on the show before. Um, I think most of the listeners know that I've been furloughed and Lloyd, Henry, Carl are all in the same position as me. Um, what have you guys been starting to do to, I know, as PTs, and you've all got other roles in the in the clubs as well, what have you started to do with your time? Go okay. on, far too polite you guys Jeez. i know since i've <laughs> been a good educator you listen first uh, <laughs> whereas if i didn't open any questions to all four of you i know exactly who would button first <laughs> me <laughs> um what have i been doing well i've had a couple of um courses anyway that were, were somewhat outstanding that just really struggled to finish in the start of the year obviously january february is always pretty busy in our industry anyway so i finished a teaching course um halfway through the exos performance specialist course and i've just signed up for the altis performance therapy course which is 
I'm really, really enjoying, I must admit. I think uh, for those people who haven't looked at any of the artist products, um, they're, they're done very, very well. Uh, obviously, they are so sport specific and even within that, they're so athletic specific. But um, I've been enjoying that and then just just try to kind of be as positive as possible, really. It's, it's not very easy to be positive all the time, but it's quite easy to not be negative. So um, if I've had a bit of a bit of a low day, I've just acknowledged it and done other stuff, really. Uh, and I've been doing a lot of running, been enjoying um, being able to recover from that because as a PT, you're on your feet all day. And I find it so hard to get into running because you just, your recovery is terrible. Um, so it's been quite easy through all of this because I'm just on my arse for the rest of the day. So that's what I've been doing and a few um, uh, kind of virtual um, injury consultations for people as well. Um, so about 80% of our diagnosis, quite frankly, is verbal, just by understanding the nature of the injury. Um, and then off the back of that, you know, most new injuries, you can begin to rehab them body weight isometrics or minimal equipment etc and quite often people just want a bit of reassurance they obviously they're aware that they can't go and see um, a physio or osteo um, they don't want to go and overload the NHS so they just want the reassurance that that isn't something that's on, on the horizon because there are a number of musculoskeletal conditions um, whereby you would want to go to hospital um, so sometimes it's just that reassurance but a lot of people have been able to start some rehab yeah, it's an interesting yeah. one. I think we'll, we're then have to like round back to what advice and stuff we've all been given to our clients because obviously the uh, <laughs> they normally work out in the gym. We have all this amazing equipment to uh, like available to us and what we've been doing. But Carl, what you've been doing during this time apart from chill, I'm assuming. Yeah, a lot of chilling. Uh, quite a lot of training too. Fortunately, I've got a, a bench and some weights in a garage, so being able to train. Um, doing that as well uh like henry i've been doing a little bit of running as well so uh in terms of training i'm pretty happy with it uh obviously we've had amazing weather so it's inspiring to get outside as well <clears throat> obviously at a safe social distance tom you know <laughs> um and then in terms of work i mean more kind of checking in with clients um especially the guys i've been programming for so seeing what they're up to um, one of my clients is trying to win the my zone challenge at third space Soho. So he's uh shout out to big Chris. He's killing himself and he's trying to stay ahead of people half his age, but you know, he's, um, he's loving the Meps. So checking in with clients, really seeing how they're going, uh, making sure they're kind of on track and yeah, that's it with work. Haven't been doing too much of that. Uh, once a week, um, the trainers at third uh, Soho, we check in on a WhatsApp call and share studies and chat about things that have come up. And um, I'll normally put out a video once a week of something we'll go over, like a random topic, and then we'll all come together and chat about that. So that kind of keeps us ticking over. Um, yeah, that's it, really. Decent, mate. Lloyd? He's decided to pause on us. This will be the case that he's in a really ease off. ease off, isn't he? <laughs> Eight minutes in. Um, yeah, so um, mid-March, I actually purchased the Altis Foundations course. So I've been been getting on with that. I mean, that's been that's been really really interesting, and there's just so much content. So that's good. I'm not I'm making a, a point of not just sort of rushing through it. I'm just making notes and, and really trying to digest that. And I did find probably a couple of weeks ago, I got a bit overwhelmed with all the information that and, and available. And uh, I think I said to Henry the other day that, you know, I was sort of just come to a point where I was like, right, okay, I need to, to step back a little bit and just take on one thing at a time. Cause I was listening to a webinar each day. I was doing my oldest work and I was listening to a podcast and I was just finding myself just sort of having too much on my plate so uh yeah i just think i'm gonna try and get this done for the meantime and then in myself i sort of get got my head around of training as well i've got a couple of kettlebells and, and a weights vest now and just been using uh, a hill nearby and um doing some sort of shorter sharper runs so yes yeah, that's, that's about it and, and in terms of working with clients i've been touching base via my bridge athletics uh, app and just just like cole said just touching base and just just conversations really yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, in terms of like, I don't know, the programming that you guys had, obviously we can change it 
based off um, kind of environment and stuff like that. But you guys have got a little bit of well, so Carl's got a bit of equipment. Josh, what's your what's your shed called? The, it's a log cabin, mate. Okay, let's not upgrade <laughs> it right just yet. <laughs> All right, the the log cabin. What's it? What's it called? The Gaines something. No, Gaines? so there's, there's a few different names that it is known as. It's a bit of enigma, but it is um the log cabin of Gaines. Um, the shred shed, <laughs> the cutting cabin, cabin, and Josh's paradise. Oh, right, interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your wife not allowed in. Pardon? Is your wife not allowed in there? Absolutely not. <laughs> she has actually been using it. To be fair, she's she's been using it really. She's been doing it every day. She's actually been training. She's been doing really well. But it's interesting. Um, yeah. How how have you guys adapted in terms of? I'm looking more at the Henry and Lloyd there um, because. Carl's got a bench press, so he's uh, he's sorted. Um, and Josh has got his absolute gain shed. Yeah. Well, how have you? How have you like, especially for PTs and especially for clients as well? What have you adapted in terms of training? What have you started doing, Henry? I realised that you've been posting a lot of workout videos. To be honest, I think you were one of the guys that hit it hardest at the, at the start for the first three weeks. Well, in terms of con- content putting out, uh, in terms of workouts out. Up. Yeah, I um, I. To be honest with you, not that exactly um, I, I have any kind of telepathic tendencies, but quite early on I realised what was going to happen. Um, so I just got all my clients to buy two kettlebells, some mini bands, and they all managed to get get that. Um, I think it was pretty obvious pretty early, and quite a lot of PTs were slow to make that recommendation. So I, I did that, and then um, just that first week I just put loads and loads of workouts um, onto my Instagram stories and save them in highlights so people have stuff to do and then I've left them to it. I've been quite conscious that most people who haven't been furloughed by their companies are actually working a lot harder and a lot more now. So I'm not I'm not hounding them too much, to be honest with you. I've written out four workouts and put them up there for people and that's all I've done since, really. So I can't say I've particularly adapted because um, I had everyone buy some kit <laughs> you know what I mean so I, so most of my workouts I mean if, if you can't organize a good workout with some bands and a couple of kettlebells then you probably haven't got many clients to begin with anyway so, <laughs> so yeah I, I'm not a good one to ask about adapting workouts to be honest with you because I haven't really had to adapt much I just adapted to having to send a tech, group text message yeah I think it's the same well see I bought a couple of kettlebells I managed to get hold of some dumbbells dumbbells are extortionately expensive aren't they ridiculous i've literally no idea that they were like a decent weight starts over 100 quid straight away kettlebells are way more reasonable um so i got a couple of those and then yeah we've got shed loads of bands anyway um lloyd i mean captain plyometric as you apparently now know from top shelf jumper that's what he's called yeah top shelf jumper there you go um if anybody didn't know lloyd is fully into plyos and he's the most bouncing man on, on the team <laughs> <laughs> he, he jumps between aisles he goes over them he doesn't bother going around yeah there's social distancing he just jumps and just yeah, sees where he's really, yeah, it's fine. i really don't know where this has come from um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah in terms of adapting with, with clients i mean you know depending on on what kit they've got but as you know like we can start to manipulate different variables whether it be tempo whether we you know we mess around with positions do a lot more unilateral stuff whatever it may be but I, uh, yeah, I think we, you have to be sort of in line with what is possible at this time and be realistic about what we can actually do. So I think it's just sort of having the conversations with people just to make sure that, you know, we're just making it aware of what is actually, what we actually can do and what is realistic and not put too much stress on trying to, you know, get stronger or, or get fitter necessarily. Like we've got, to, we've got to work with what we, what we've got. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's, we've talked about it for the last couple of weeks as well, is changing, maybe this is the time to, to direct focus on something else. Yeah. Uh, we particularly, is like, if you don't need that much equipment, for, say mobility aspects or something like that, maybe it's working around those, your goals, and you're going to come back with more range of motion and a little bit more, I don't know, better movement quality is the, probably what we could do. Um, but Henry, you're a big advocate of loading as well during uh, the rehab stuff. So bring it back to maybe more Henry Carl. What kind of advice, especially if you've been rehabbing someone, programming them in the gym, and if you're doing like online rehab consultations, what's been the advice for you to be able to keep on carrying up? Because you obviously can't check in unless you're doing like in in video stuff, as you 
Henry, Carl? You go, yeah. Carl. <laughs> yeah, just trying to reinforce that frequency, really. Um, any way they can, you know, if they have an injury and they're working on that area, obviously loading is hard without load, but uh, trying to keep some frequency and movement there. Um, and just checking in with people, I think, is a real big thing, you know, that they're accountable to me and I'm checking in with them and we have that feedback of what they've been doing. And um, I think a lot of people, once they keep that frequency quite high, they they realise that they actually enjoy doing a few things they haven't done before. You know, they may they may be doing, you know, obviously less loaded work or more cardio, whatever it may be. But I think as long as they are moving and, you know, emotionally they're happier, you know, via training that way, I think that um, it has a lot of transfer to what they're trying to get as well. So that's really my advice during this time is that they've got to keep keep the frequency high. Henry, it's fair to say. Yeah, I mean, it, it all just depends on the injury, on the person and that moment in time, right? I've, I've really had a, a mix, quite frankly, of people who um, maybe felt like they were getting out of the woods with their injury. Um, and then this period, uh, they've kind of maybe neglected it a little bit. And then as a result of their, you know, their daily steps being down, them sitting down without as many breaks, um, other factors like stress going up and things like that, all those things have become more of a problem and they're starting to feel like they're, they're back to square one somewhat. Um, you know, bear in mind with, with a lot of my work, I'm, I'm not seeing people weekly, so it, it might not be, or even monthly, some people. So um, it's not the kind of thing where I, I'm necessarily chasing people down. It might be I haven't seen someone for three months and it's great if they've not come back to me, quite frankly. Um, and then you hear from them and, and they say, oh, OK, well, yeah, I mean, I felt better, so I stopped doing it. Um, and then that was a month ago. And now they've been sitting down for a month and not walking for a month and having takeaways for a month and their, their sleep pattern's gone. And so I've had a real mix of, of, of that, but uh, an interestingly kind of high influx of, of new patients who, um, as I sort of hinted at earlier, they've wanted just some advice. Um, so it's interesting because it's been a good um, period for a lot of therapists in my industry who have become quite reliant with using their hands to get people coping um, a little bit more actively and uh, kind of taking responsibility more so, um, just purely out of necessity, right? Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, they've said to me in messages, as I can't take ibuprofen, I'm, re I'm, re oh, I'm really, really worried about what I do, so can I talk to you? And it's been funny that a lot of people, maybe they, they just bang ibuprofen when they have a problem. Um, interestingly, you know, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor, but there have been a couple of um, papers that have been published, that have been shared on the Third Space Medical WhatsApp group, that at the moment it's kind of inconclusive, that connection, but um, it's, uh, it's all up to people, really, whether or not they want to do that. I know a lot of doctors, for example, have said that if you're if you've previously been prescribed anti-inflammatories like NSAIDs, then you sh you shouldn't stop taking them. Um, but ultimately, like any medical advice, it's down to the judgment of the person. You know, it's like a surgery, right? You don't have to. You know, we can't force you under a knife. Um, so um, so yeah, interesting. But just been adapting. But been a lot of advice giving, just a one-off consultation, for example, about how to operate, rather than these kind of weekly sessions. No, it's really interesting because yeah, I've done a, a few kind of I don't know just videos and just talking to clients, checking in. I think the biggest one, and then starting to do like training them online um, and seeing what they're doing there. It's my my PPL ones, and and you're kind of like it wasn't actually too bad. It was kind of. I thought it was going to be absolutely awful because you lose a hell of a lot of just looking at screen. Like it's a lot more to do in person and you have a lot of personality when you're walking around stuff. So I thought it was a little bit strange. Um, if we take a side note is we're all educators. We're meant to be anyway. And um, this is a big time, I think, for I guess us as, as a, a part of our industry is a lot of people are looking to reinvest or invest in themselves um, if they have if they have the money to spend. Um, Josh is lucky or unfortunate enough for yes to lecture to 
I guess it's over a hundred every day um, of the first base trainers anyway, um, from the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's the stuff that, I mean, let's go around the horn, but probably Josh, cause he's a little bit more active at, at it right now. What stuff are people asking about what they want to be educated right now? Depending, because obviously there's, if it's like current during COVID stuff, or is it generalized all the stuff that we do anyway, as if we're not in it? Yeah, no, I, th I think people are just taking the opportunity to, you know, learn as much as they can. I, I, I think people know that, you know, this isn't something that's going to, well, I don't know, but this isn't something that's going to last for too long, hopefully. And actually, I think people have got the taste of like online training now and doing it from home and realizing bloody hell, it's not as glamorous as what I thought it was going to be. And actually, I'd rather be going somewhere into work rather than sitting at home. So I, I think most most people are just using it as a time to refine their skills. So, you know, they, the people are asking mainly for programming. Um, they're asking for exercise selection. They're asking for the science behind stuff, plyometrics and all of that jazz. I, I've not really heard many people ask about online training, for instance, or how to program online. I couldn't help them anyway, because I don't really... I don't really do that. Personally, for me, I haven't. This is the first time that I've personally not been learning about um, about exercise and about fitness for for years. I've actually take this taken this time as a downtime to learn something completely new. So, yeah, I, I don't know if some people are also doing that and taking and taking that sort of time. Even though I'm working in it, it's it's different because creating the content. You know, we we've you know what it's like, you guys, because I'm your boss, but. We've already um, we've already created so much. We've already got the information and all the basic fundamentals. I just need to build it in the morning and kind of find any new relative research. But other than that, the basics are still the basics. So, um, yeah, I've taken it as an opportunity just to learn more new skills. How about you, chaps? I know a few of you have definitely been doing some uh, kind of, I don't know, fitness basic uh, basis of uh, education around the horn. What have you been doing? Go Lloyd. Um, in terms of like with the with the city PTs. No, Tom, no. Right now, mate. In terms of yeah. what what kind of education have you? Because you said you were cracking on with a hell of a lot of stuff right now yeah. and trying so to immersing uh, yourself. The Altis Foundation, um, which is there's like twelve modules within that, and and each each module has a load of sub sections. So I think like sometimes up to like. 12 on each one so it really is and i'm typically it really is quite a lot but i'm typically trying to get one of those little subsections done a day as general rule of thumb um yeah I'm, i mean like i've been logging into things that are probably a little bit out of my depth like i've been listening to a lot of um like performance guys talk and i've found that really 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 interesting but at the same time i think for me to really refine what I need to know and, and what will help, I just need to concentrate on the oldest stuff at the moment. But I think the the information out there for free is just absolutely incredible at the moment. Like the different webinars and and the and the podcasts and and, the, and you know I often send things back and forth to Henry and just absolutely incredible time to to better yourself. You know. <laughs> you mean you mean you're taking Henry's advice on stuff? Yeah, that's yeah. really unfortunate. Henry, what have you been what have you been doing? you've done you love courses I've, um I, i've taken uh i've taken a lot of lloyd's advice as well oh, wow. one way certainly oh i love you lloyd i love you <laughs> yeah, <not romance. laughs> um what have i been doing well do, as i say I, I finished off a teaching course i was working on which is um quite time consuming but very insightful actually um i've just you know it's very very hard because i think broadly speaking um and obviously Josh and Carl have done much more teaching than um, the other three of us. But broadly speaking, it's fair to say most people end up in the fitness industry and their kind of preferred style of learning is practical. They're, they're very practical learners. Um, and to suddenly be thrown into this lockdown scenario and have to read all day, for example, um, it's very, very difficult um, to, to make that really constructive and certainly... Um, I can acknowledge that I don't do very well that way. So I've just tried to keep the kind of the mediums different. So whether that's an hour chatting over things with Lloyd on Google, um, listening to podcasts, reading some things, watching videos, um, you know, I, I've just tried to keep it quite mixed. And, and um, yeah, that's about it, really. As I say, I'm just, just getting my teeth into this Altus thing at the moment, which is very <clears> interesting. And 
kind of the thing that pushed me over the edge on that was a fantastic podcast not to push some of your listeners away Tom but oh, yeah, from um, there's <laughs> a podcast with Stu McMillan on the Pacey Performance podcast and um, he, he really rarely does much but it's, it's quite obvious what a kind of great philosopher movement philosopher he is um, so I that's why I pulled the trigger on that but um, yeah and, and yeah that's about all we've got to say on that really how about you, Carl? I mean, you're a man of vast experience more than any of us anyway. So what you've you been... mean older? Uh, older as well. <laughs> I, was, I was putting it in kindly. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> in terms of, uh, well, interacting, it's really a, a weekly thing with the, the Soho guys. So that's always uh, a good laugh and also insightful, uh, a good discussion. Uh, personally, the last couple of months of um, the stuff I've been... I guess researching myself is uh, the RTS material. Um, Tom Purvis put out some, well, many, many hundreds of hours of material, and I've picked up a couple of those and watched those. Um, highly recommend those. He's um, he's a character, and um, he uh, I like his thought process. Very, very detailed, very mechanically based, and um, so that's really what I've been looking into and then whatever kind of comes across my desk as it were podcasts and random bits and bobs that I'm always watching and reading and um things like that but that's that's really specifically what I've been doing in terms of education that's fair enough because I think we've been absolutely inundated by a lot hell of like uh, education companies are giving stuff away for free as well um yeah. as they can around circling back to uh, Henry and Lloyd more than anything else because obviously Henry's probably been, uh, I don't know, influenced by Altis in terms of he's gone out running now and now trying to maybe have you started to put stuff into into place and randomly doing some sprinty pogos and plyo stuff. And Lloyd, talk us through what have you been doing in terms of uh, application or teaching? What's, what's the Altis method and stuff? What What's that about? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really that far down it yet in terms of getting onto that that particular part I mean I've obviously I've obviously seen it firsthand and had the, had the, the pleasure of, of watching it for, for a week or sort of three or four sessions worth anyway so I think at the moment we're, we're getting all the all the rules as such as they say or all the all the fundamental knowledge which you which you need to know um, which is majority of the stuff that I've been reading at the moment is, is by a damn path which is you know is just an incredible incredible practitioner and, and thousands of coaches mentor I guess so yeah that's been that's been really interesting um in terms of a great deal if I'm honest at the moment we'll bring Lloyd back in Henry take over in terms of <laughs> that older stuff with, uh, Lloyd's, I don't know where, where is he he's in, he's in East London isn't he obviously awful. he's not East London I don't think anymore is he not East London anymore I think so no, in, in, internet doesn't exist over there apparently yeah? a decent rate Mate, Henry, London's rubbish for internet it is absolutely it's weird, isn't it? it's weird that it's kind of like comes and goes it comes Actually, and goes this it's is almost like it's really more interesting. Populated or something. No, no, this this is it as well. This is far more interesting than fitness. Basically, <laughs> I had the sky, I had the sky man round today, and before someone starts going social distancing, he actually had to stand outside and tell me what to do. So that was a bit of a trouble. Really? I clearly knew what a coaxial cable was. So he um he was telling me because I was asking him about like why sky boxes aren't um wireless yet. Why do they even need a wire? What? And he was like, look, the internet just can't cope with it and I said why is internet so bad in London he said well actually funny story is most of the new builds that go up if they see an exchange for internet they just knock them down they don't like keep them there they literally get rid of them so and then they extend the wires so they we're losing ex, uh, exchanges for the sake of building flats because it it, co it costs more or it takes longer to move the exchange I can't remember what he was saying but basically yeah thanks uh, Sadiq Khan <laughs> so there you go Fun fact for you all. I'm here to teach. I'll be here. <laughs> I'm not furloughed. So ask me any questions. So what okay. is a coaxial cable? 
Oh, yeah, I, I do know what a coaxial cable is. <laughs> so a coaxial cable actually, rather than just using a digital signal, still uses an analog signal in order to take the signal from wherever it's going from into the skybox without losing its ability to have a strong um, a strong signal and reception. Anyway, Q&As later on after the podcast. <laughs> if this fitness thing don't work out for you. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, Skyman, I've probably got that completely wrong. I was just blagging. <laughs> we can sidetrack right now because there's been a couple of hot topics on our show for the last uh, couple of weeks. We had Easter. Um, thoughts, processes, what were people's opinions on do you keep chocolate outside the fridge or do you keep it normal? I, I love chocolate in the fridge, personally. You're a fridge guy. I'm a fridge guy. But I, I also really eat outside. I'll eat it if it's on the floor melted. So. You know, where is it generally kept in your household? Um, my wife keeps it in the fridge, but weirdly, I'll still keep it in the cupboard, even though I like it from the fridge. I'm going to have to change something about that. <laughs> but I keep mine in the cupboard. She keeps hers in the fridge. Is it related to quality of chocolate, though? Mm. Or to different think, types, milk well, versus white chocolate. Uh, yeah, I would say your cheaper chocolate, which is not necessarily, I'd probably say it's actually better, but cheaper chocolate, probably. refrigerate. Okay. More expensive chocolate, not. Is it like oil? Is it got like a set point for when it burns? I don't know. I just like a lime bar out the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That, that's it. It wasn't as technical as that, Josh. Oh, okay. Well, you two. You, uh, it sounds like you're going out of the fridge, though. You generally would, Carl. You generally would put it in the fridge. Cheaper chocolate, but then you're like 85% jobby oh, is outside it's outside like you agree no. yeah in the bin i hate any chocolate <laughs> that's not milk chocolate it's, it's outside like, in the bin dark chocolate's okay it's 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 it's, not. it's just like you can only have it's a different. little bit though right like... favorite chocolate guys <laughs> that's a good debate oh, so favorite chocolate bar like a chocolate bar like a that you'll get in an old school news agent's yeah, news agents. Let me think about this while you guys give your answers. Double decker. You still call marathons, Carl? <laughs> That's a Snickers. Are they called something else? <laughs> they have a new name. <laughs> opal fruits. Yeah, those opal fruit. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. I don't know. I'd go. I don't know. What would be the go-to? Um, not Nestle. Any any Nestle chocolates off the shelf? That's not. That's just like Yorkie's fine, but if there's better better chocolate out there, you got to go t- towards like the galaxy end. So I'm gonna go Ripple. Maybe a Ripple or a Twelve. But 12. No, it ends yeah. up on the floor and all over my clothes. That's the problem with the Ripple. You can't. Well, we need we need to do a chocolate class. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I, I, no, I've had to open the chocolate bar. Without <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I, I'm, I think I'm just dairy milk, but you add the Oreo one into it and it's heaven. I'm dairy milk guy. I'm Cadbury guy. Yeah, I like fruit and nut for me. What? Yeah, fruit. Oh, fired, mate. No. Fruit, Another fruit, space for the education board. What is the point of chocolate is to get away from fruit, though? Yeah. Nut. Are you joking? What, what, who would put something healthy in chocolate? It makes no sense. That's... Would you keep it in the fridge as well? <laughs> Yeah, I'd be up in that little, like one of them little cupboards up the side. <laughs> milk. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely barbaric. And also something that I posted this week, and I've been called an absolute heathen for it, um, is fizzy drinks in and around breakfast. People tend to have very strong opinions on this. Straight Carl, it's, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. We're all right. That's not breakfast. <laughs> but, you don't know when I got up. <laughs> um yeah would you are you strong opinionated about this apparently not What's i that? personally okay. would prefer a coffee yeah what's that, what's that for? for having a fizzy drink around what a coffee what is what, coffee in the morning for? a fizzy drink in the morning yeah have a fizzy, are you fizzy, insane fizzy drink like I, I would go half and half with a bit of oj and some fanta and uh yeah what no, absolutely not. It's really nice. I can't, I can't do it. I think just a thought of having a fizzy drink in the morning already, I'm, my stomach's doing somersaults. Yeah, I'll nice. share the same I, opinion, could, I could do a fizzy drink in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, fizzy drink in the morning, absolutely fine. Henry, I feel like you have a strong opinion on this. But no. I don't have a strong opinion. It <laughs> makes you happy. Definitely, I've definitely had an early doors knocko though, and that's fizzy and it's. Oh, it, it, it was... behave. <laughs> 
Mm. I think a, a lot of our fitness community and a lot of our trainers at first place have been necking knockos or what's the other one? Monsters. There we go. He brought it in straight away. <laughs> Literally. I do it. like a monster. The problem is with a monster, now, I, I haven't had one for a while because in the in the heat, I do like the taste of the... What's the white monster? Hey, uh, are you drinking it right now? White, white flavour. <laughs> I don't know. This is green flavour. They've all got like a weird name. Like this is culture paradise, but basically... Yeah, you picked the wrong one, but that's all right. Don't worry. We won't judge you. But the white one... Glorified uh, appetizer, this isn't it? Yeah, no, it's the it's the worst one. But um, the white one, which is really nice, is probably a better one that you should have bought, Henry. That one, um, I, I did have it the other day, but I literally had some issues in my stomach literally the whole day. So I think it's just because I've reduced the amount of fizzy drinks that I've had. So now they're not doing too well. So I've stopped drinking them. So I know when I introduce them again, it's going to make it worse. Great. The gut. Hashtag healthy gut. <laughs> That's gonna be Josh's next. Are you are you doing any uh, seminars on the gut? Huh? are you doing any seminars on the on the gut for third space yeah let me tell you the whole content of it don't worry about it we don't know much about it that's it thank you goodbye <laughs> exactly that'd be great and have some fiber have some fruit don't eat too much and just move and have a good day that's it that's literally going to be the gut that's that's a seminar on the gut <laughs> fair enough uh, let's round this back to fitness somehow we spent about five minutes Do you know, should we should we continue talking about the artist stuff Oh, 100%, because Lloyd decided to uh, just disconnect his internet for, for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm the same as uh, Lloyd. I'm only really quite early into starting to, to study it. But um, just to give you an idea, what I quite like about it, because I'm a bit of a hippie, is the start of the course is really just focusing on their philosophy, um, you know, rather than diving straight into... Uh, really technical models you know their their whole thing is about like what what do we what information do we feel like we need and then go and get that information from science and then use their coaching experience in a way that they can apply it so um that that's actually how their uh, ptc course is designed is it's in three books and the first one is um kind of uh, gathering information second one is all about um kind of learning how to I don't know, identify problems. And then the last one is how to apply um, the information to the problem. So it's quite nice. It's quite nice. Um, yeah. Lloyd's tending to agree. Would I'm you always, say... Lloyd's just now. <laughs> it's like a huge sieve, really. Like, it it's really condenses it and, and gives you the information which is essential essential really that's that's the best way of sort of describing it so if you're going to set up especially because we've got a lot of body, say body weight training and you're up in your cardio looking around the corner apart from josh i think you went for a run the other day josh didn't you no all right okay, there we go. <laughs> apart from josh um what would you say to some pts or say clients that are probably like oh actually i could probably start doing this running lock um especially if you're starting up what have you guys been doing? It's like, um, Lloyd's a spring anyway, so his, his calves are just unbelievable. <laughs> Henry Henry and uh, Carl, what have you been doing to start up that kind of running mentality and uh, maybe getting your calves prepped? Because I've, I've done like, I think I've done three runs, all at about five to 10K each, and my calves are in absolute bits on the way out. I just don't do it that <clears throat> amount of distance or that amount of foot contact at a time. Uh, I, I'm just quite um, sensible with it. I just tell people your first run should just be slow for 10 minutes. Um, and then the, the only advice I give people is just to try and keep quite a high cadence to shorten the step and minimise kind of overstriding and heel striking um, and uh, just to try and, try and control their heart rate, really. I think people... Um, they really want to run fast and they want it to be hard, but it doesn't need to be. Um, and then just slowly build from there and always have a rest day afterwards. True. Carl? Any, any additions on that, Mr. Carl? Is he just, is he blanking me or is it, is it not quite going through? I am internet provider as me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite interesting doing like a five-way call on, uh, for a podcast because as you're good trying to bring people in at the same time carl are you back with us ah uh, yeah there we go i missed the question <laughs> carbs, was it? 
how would you start up your uh, for clients or yourself? How would you start up running right now? Um, yes, yeah, start start off slow. Really, I mean, in terms of my particular calves, I've had um, um, Achilles tendon problems in my left, so um, I've been doing calf raises for a while, and I've kept that going because it's just yeah solves the problem. So. Yeah, I've definitely upped my personal running and found no problem with it. But um, yeah, I would say you got to that frequency's got to come slowly. So uh, yeah. Would you um, would, would you say across the board what's the uh, what's the most ridiculous technique that you kind of see out there right now that people could kind of change straight away? Because there's quite a lot of different runs and people who don't normally run, correct? I think that's yeah. one thing that I've noticed that maybe people started running that they never ran before, but because the government's telling them they can go outside for an hour, they, they're gonna. Um, so and if they can run, there's like maybe one quick fix or one one tip. Well, a tip for me would be don't try and fit a model you've read about or listen to someone on a podcast, right? Um, what so, are you talking about, Carl? Jesus Christ, you're just cutting into my track. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think the obvious one is, um, you know, don't let your heel touch the floor ever because it's bad. You know, it's like most people will respond pretty well to, you know, letting the heel contact. It's quite a natural thing to do. So don't worry too much about that. Try and be light. Try and enjoy it. Try and keep the distance to a pace, you know, a distance where you're actually comfortable doing it and it's not killing you. Like like any kind of training, you know, you're going to do some back squats. Don't do a five RM the first day. You know, do some body weight squats, work up, same kind of thing. So um, yeah, I mean, let the heel touch the floor. Don't try and fit into one kind of biomechanical model that, or you know, the barefoot kind of thing, or any of this stuff that may or may not be that great. Um, keep it really simple, especially if you're a beginner. 100%. I've just, yeah, there's just a lot of people out there kind of running right now. If you're looking at uh, Lloyd, if you're starting to do some sprinting technique as well, yeah, what's, what's happening there? Because I guess people can start doing these kind of shuttle runs. They're able to do that in the park, that kind of stuff. It's, it's going to be available to them. Yeah. What would be your advice? I mean, exposing yourself to real high speeds of running when you haven't done it in a long time is very dangerous, obviously, right? So a real progressive and far warm up. Is, is obviously going to be essential um it's quite funny that carl should mention barefoot running because i actually just purchased some vivo um trainers so i've actually just experienced the whole new concept of running in them and i know you don't break them at all you don't like barefoot in that whole thing anyway mate so mate no 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 stop you there you just purchased some barefoot shoes what the five finger things they're barefoot no, shoes. Mate, if you wear them to any education session, I swear I'm not letting you in the door. All just, right. just this is the complete oxymoron. Like barefoot. Yeah. All right. Shoe. Shoe. They're, not, they're, they're, a, they're a rubber lining on the bottom of my feet, but they allow my, my toes play. Um, but yeah, How's I that mean, affected your plyos? Uh, yeah, good. I mean, I'm just even more rested than now. It's incredible. Um, no. <laughs> So I am um, get, getting back gonna to do that. They're going to open up like platypus, right? Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll show you. I'll send you a picture later about how nice oh, my toes are. shoes. I definitely, I definitely think that the almost key. So if you can go through sort of a little foot and ankle series, maybe um, going through like different skip series or different marches would be a really beneficial thing prior to doing any sort of acceleration or, or quick quicker running um i also feel like the, the thing at the moment like with the, which is for a great cause nonetheless but like the guys that are running the 5ks nominate five like some people have not been on their their feet for that long so you know why not just mix it up and do it in a sort of more interval base or like for example my girlfriend's not much of a runner but we've been doing a little bit of running together recently and for example like yesterday we done like a, a one and one work to rest ratio we're just four minutes on four minutes off but, you know, accumulating over time, we run near on over three miles. So, you know, I just think some people can potentially just be a bit kinder to themselves and, and mix it up a little bit. 
Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've, I've, I think the interval stuff's really good, especially with maybe you're coaching up a girlfriend to run a little bit faster. You, know, um, you can go through the of going like four on, four off, or like four run and chase me at a certain pace if they're trying to get quicker and then back off for a little bit so you, you can comfortably get them quicker. Essentially, it's a good way of training. Um, yeah, it's something that I prefer to do because I hate staying at just a one pace the whole time. I feel like it's absolute death um put podcast in and listen to it on the way around but i'm just like i can't do this do it for the cycling as well so cycling around regents park out a lot but it's just i'd rather pick points of it's like go and then back off go back off it's just prefer that type of training um josh have you attempted uh, any kind of cardio yeah, I walked <laughs> to the log cabin and back. Oh, good, yeah. No, do you know, I, I, do you know what? I jumped on the Watt bike a couple of times and I got really bored of it. Um, so I was kind of like, oh, I can't really, I can't really be bothered. I've, I've been doing some weight training. I tell you what I've been doing is a lot of like um, circuits with weight training, if that makes sense. Nothing stupid, but just like four major exercises back to back, and that kind of gets me a bit gassed. But I've also started to add in just some my versions of what a jump is, I guess. Uh, my versions of of <laughs> what I can do uh, and trying to sprint, but not, I, I can't properly sprint, but at least trying to sprint. But yeah. No, it's interesting. I've done the same as well. It's just like, I'll mash that four or five exercises together and just, just go five, six rounds and just do it. Um, because obviously the loading's limited and we were talking off air before how say we're pretty much, we're turned on by barbells and loading loading to fuck and being like yeah i'm gonna focus on this and then chill out for four or five minutes whilst i get my recovery and just lifting maximally that kind of stuff and then this is a different different ball game for me it feels it feels very group xy but obviously we're sticking to fundamental movement patterns and not over complicating anything and i think that was one of the big things that when when we first came out of this which was which was good that henry was posting a lot of stuff and it seemed like a, a rush to arms of how much how, what ridiculous kind of body weight and limited equipment exercises we could do and combinations. And we we're like, hang on a minute. We still could split squat. We still can do all these fundamental movement patterns and we're just doing really well. Uh, it's probably still going to be enough to maintain all the way through this, this quarantine. So it was a bit weird seeing all these random things that nobody ever does. And you're like, no, now, now's the time to bring them out. Um, quite strange. Um, and we, we actually never did a post boston kind of breakdown um apart from uh, josh is already smiling because he loves boston so much you actually went back didn't you yeah a couple of times a couple of times wow um yeah what did you go back for you went back for a uh, a weekend of education didn't you why you gotta put me on the spot like that <laughs> yeah technically for just a weekend of education and some yeah. other bits <laughs> no so it may it's mainly to keep keep the relationship there um still still do some meetings and stuff um yeah so it was but it was mainly to go out there and see their winter series see how it runs but yeah just keep the rapport going and, and still trying to learn learn as much as we can from them and what we can instill i guess yeah 100 percent. because um i guess what were the big takeaways from boston maybe h and uh Carl can what how did your training change was there anything that you helped develop in in club especially because we obviously took some philosophies and we've tried to put it in place a certain amount. And see, Lloyd knows of all of the, uh, all the methods and you've done the TFSC with us as well. Uh, what have you started to implement and what do you do post Boston? I look out for cranberry bread on menus. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that was the highlight right now. That bread was un believable for those that don't know there's a, a, a place out there called Abe and Louis and it's a steak place and oh my god so when I was back there walking through Boston I actually went into the restaurant to ask can I get some from take for takeaway but it was a seasonal thing so they didn't have it at the time oh really oh, that is what I would love to have taken back is and me and Carl the moment we we bit into the bread we just kind of looked at each other and we just instantly felt that rapport that was made over the cranberry <laughs> infused bread. We just knew what we were going to say. We didn't have to say anything. It was a moment of silence, but it was beautiful. <laughs> I lost you boys there for a sec. <laughs> Trust me. What I was saying was the moment we had when we bit into that bread without saying anything was beautiful. Spiritual. That was it. It was. Better than steak. <laughs> well, the, the steak you ordered, though, was like you ordered a cauliflower steak. <laughs> Jesus no, that was cauliflower side. 
It was a steak. It literally said steak. Cauliflower steak. Right. I swear it was. It was a side. Well, I had steak as well. <laughs> we were at a steak place, yeah. Uh, your cauliflower steak side. Um, but you didn't have just that. But what we what we've been applying, especially maybe Henry in terms of new clubs as well, um, in Islington, has it hit the ground running with, with those guys as well, or is it more like the new trainers in Canary Wharf that are taking on some of the Boston stuff? Um, I, I I don't think it's sort of specific to location. Mm-hmm. I just think if it's something, um, if it's either something quite similar to what you're already doing, and it just gives you a little bit more structure, then uh, then maybe you apply it. Um, if you're into your strength, pardon me, if you're into your strength and conditioning, but you're not sure how to create something that you can fit in a lot of meaningful work for an hour, I think it appeals to you. Um, or if you're a trainer who has no system, um, feels like there's just too many um, different inputs out there, then it gives you one, right? Um, and and you, you can confidently say that it doesn't leave any stone unturned. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it, it's no secret that Mike Boyle and Mark Verstegen, so the founder of Exos, formerly Athletes Performance, are good pals. And I think the models are quite similar. I think that Mike's one is definitely more fitting to general pop um, and is maybe a little bit more... Or, or rather less militant on structure and technique and form. They may, they may be a little bit more open-minded to people adapting to find better ways of moving for themselves. Um, but both both are great models. Um, but no, and, and take, take home really is, is more just, it, I, I immediately saw the value of a facility whereby everyone's driving in the same direction. Um, that was That was pretty, pretty awesome to see must admit yeah Lloyd how do you in terms of yeah I guess boil methods exhaust methods how are you applying that as well are people kind of Definitely. digging on I and mean, see yeah I mean we was obviously coming to this role in March and I was able to do a couple of education sessions with the guys and we had a really good turnout in terms of attendance and we were we were basically working off the baseline progression regression sheet and uh, was giving the was giving the guys a a task of performing a baseline exercise amongst themselves in groups and then getting them to work through different types of internal external cues and and different analogies but I just think it's it's a great framework and in terms of when it comes to programming you know in if you're working in a facility which is busy at a peak time if you've got like fundamental phases and structures within that it allows people to be quite quick on their feet as well and just worry more about patterns opposed to exercises instead of you know being being you know really really insistent on doing a particular exercise you say for example it's monday and you want a bench or your client's got horizontal pull like you're going to have five or six different things up your sleeve that are going to be a horizontal push you know so i just think it's i just think it's really good framework yeah, yeah 100% in terms having having that kind of arsenal being able to change a lot of stuff is yeah. is big i feel because it yeah. just becomes your programming and you're like actually that's being used that's being used all we need is that we know we just need to <laughs> elicit a stimulus there and it's probably fine i'm not crying about that i can't use that cable all right we'll just go get a number it'll yeah. be absolutely fine we can go through that um yeah all right let's just round this to a close within a border on an hour but um on the Already? Jeez. i know jesus christ right um so within a out of this quarantine time what are the things that you guys think either pts need to be doing or what you'd like to be doing coming out of it is there a new skill is you just gonna chill a little bit more is there something that particularly you think trainers should look at or in in as fewer words as possible I'll start that one if you want, Tom. Go, go, Carl. My hope would be that they take this time to investigate something maybe a bit deeper than they normally would, rather than kind of reading a few Instagram posts, you know, getting into something a little bit surface. Maybe take time to actually say, all right, I'm going to get actually go real deep into this one concept or this kind of area or like the guys are with the altist stuff and focus on that for a little bit of time because we often don't get a chance to do that. And this is obviously a unique time that we'll probably never get again. So actually take that time to scratch way beneath the surface and maybe maybe it's even develop a course yourself, even though 
you know, you may be a young trainer with one, two, three years in the industry. Down the line, that will definitely bloom because if you're thinking, well, if I was actually going to teach this stuff, how would I put it together? Just put a little spreadsheet together and, you know, look at it from that perspective as if you were going to teach the stuff and really understand the concepts a lot deeper than just kind of a surface understanding of lots of different things. Does that make sense? 100%. H? Um, uh, go I think a couple of things. I mean, the first thing is I, I'm going to have really, really low patience if uh, I hear from anyone in that first month that they haven't had time to do something they wanted to do. <laughs> um so i'm really expecting to hear that i'll obviously be supportive goes without saying um but uh yeah it'll, it'll maybe be quite revealing and there's the second thing for me is that i think that um personal trainers we're really kind of impressionable and we're very bad in that we look at what other people are doing too often and maybe that's in other industries as well with kind of the the era of social media and as a result of that, maybe we do things just purely influenced by what other people are doing. So I hope this period has given people the opportunity to really focus on what their own values are and what, what they find stimulating and what they think their weaknesses are and what interests them. And do you see what I mean? Um, so that because it's good being around people for sure, but it's very easy just to follow follow the sort of the line that everyone else has taken so I hope people have, have a better understanding of of themselves really after this not to get too philosophical on you but <laughs> Lloydo yeah no I can really resonate with what what Henry was saying and it follows on for a conversation I've had a few of my friends I just it's given me an opportunity to to actually think about the bigger picture and yeah I'm, I'm quite good for doing a lot of CPD but also thinking like professionally how I can develop myself personally has been another another thing so that would be one thing um, and then obviously like evaluate your sort of friendship groups or the people around you and, and who provides you with positivity and and things that bring you on you know and I've definitely uh I've definitely used that and, and thought about that quite a lot recently. So yeah, that, that would be it. And and to get more sleep, that's something I've really gained <laughs> at this period is sleeping more. Um because I'm not very good at that the best of times. The sleep has been good, I'm not gonna lie. Looking forward yeah. to it's like looking forward to just having breakfast at home. It's mm, totally, yeah. totally different ball game. Like I'd normally just be like grab and go seven like I don't know, half half five in the morning to get to training a client at seven and now being and it's one of the best times of the weekend if you're not playing golf um <laughs> is just like sitting there having coffee eggs bam have it for an hour and just sit there and have breakfast and a fizzy drink and a fizzy drink <laughs> and uh yeah it's it's i think it's one of the most underrated things um but it doesn't get old as well I don't, it's not getting old. I enjoy that every single morning right now. Um, so it's decent. Josh, how you get, well, obviously you're not furloughed, so you, you yeah. have to get. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the big thing I think now, what, I've, what I hope PTs take away from this, and I really hope they do, is, is you know, the companies that you work for are definitely not out to get you. As in, the, the company of, of Third Space, if we take it from there, and I'm going to be biased because I obviously work for Third Space, but what they're doing behind the scenes and what I think everyone's seen that they do, actually, you can you can tell there is a sense of them caring about what's going on. And for all the uncertainty, they, they have, I think, done what is right by their employees so far. So, you know, our hope PTs, when they get into work, they start to realise that those small things that they moan about really don't matter in the big picture, even though people will still be moaning because that's just life. But... I think people are going to have to start realizing, you know, this is a good company to work for and that hopefully people will start understanding that the best interest has always been at heart. And obviously, thank God that you was taken employed because a lot of them, the way they were probably doing their taxes, Jesus Christ. I mean, how they would have been now, I would have actually been worried for them in all honesty. Yeah, that's a big thing, isn't it? Obviously, we all went back to being employed and assuming that the uh, the self-employed status was done on profit. Mm. Um, I'd assume that how we know that running business outside Josh is you probably don't run at a lot of profit for tax purposes 
Um, so that would have been interesting to see what would happen there. Uh, but yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, guys? Any other business? Anything you want to announce that you've got in terms of talking, seminars, workshops, what's happening at London Muscle in the, going forward? Uh, I mean, we're, we're obviously doing the nutrition course still. We're doing that online. We'll probably um, announce more dates. That's actually been going really, really well. Um, us as a team, we are working on something behind the scenes. So hopefully we'll be able to tell more about that once um, I've got my act into gear and given you guys another time for us to meet because it's been absolutely <laughs> manic recently. Um, but yeah, I, I think more and more will happen. But, you know, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, the biggest news will be we can actually go outside and start some normal working, I hope. Yeah. Chaps? Nope. <laughs> all good all right thank you for coming on um i think we i'm going to put out that we might bring each of you on individually to talk about your chosen kind of subjects etc because um we can obviously delve a little bit deeper if we're just me and dan um and if you're all up for that we definitely will do it especially from different backgrounds that's the whole point oh, i think that's the whole point why josh put us all together um i'm not too sure all five white males really good um but <laughs> but yeah thanks for coming on and uh we will all talk pretty soon guys thank you tom thanks tom. take care guys See you soon.